Hi, my friend. Welcome back to the More Than a Mother podcast. I'm your host, LaJuan Moses, and here we are doing this thing again. If this is your first time listening on the More Than a Mother podcast, we uplift, educate, and empower moms on their business and motherhood ventures. We believe that you can pursue your dreams and be a great mom at the same time. I am your host, LaJuan Moses, and I am a creative consultant and content creator who specializes in short form relatable content, specifically for TikTok and Instagram Reels. I help mom creatives to better understand this online world so they can grow their brands and find the freedom to do more of the things they love and enjoy without sacrificing their time or their family. So I am so glad to have you here today. And this is a special, special, special episode. I am 40. It's my birthday. Well, at least by this time this episode airs, it will be my birthday and I will have entered a new chapter, the big four zero. Insert applause. Yay! However, I really cannot vote. I really cannot believe that I am 40 already. Now, this episode is going to be a little different, a little more transparent, a little more behind the scenes, because as I was sitting reflecting on turning 40, like I really feel like I am living my best life right now. I am in a great place. You know those sayings where it's like, you may not be where you want to be, but you thank God you're not where you're used to be. That is really where I am right now. And I had a chance to reflect on the last 10 years of my life. And as I'm sitting here getting ready to enter into this new chapter, I was like, what better way to do this reflection than with you all? So I'll probably share some stuff on here that I may have never shared publicly before or with my audience in all this time that you have been listening to the podcast or been following me online. However, I'm really at that point where I am feeling free. I am ready to live. And you get to that point in your life where it's like, it's whatever. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a life. And that is what I have been reflecting on. Turning 30 versus turning 40 and all the years in between. As I was really sitting back reflecting, and I'm going to give a disclaimer in advance, this episode may be all over the place because I don't really have a script, an outline, or anything like that. It's really just my honest, real thoughts and all on the past 10 years of my life and reflecting on turning 40. So if you feel I'm all over the place, hey, that's really my life. It's not as scripted as you tend to see. It doesn't flow, et cetera. You understand, you get the point. So anyway, I was really sitting and reflecting on the past 10 years of my life, where I was in 2012 versus 2022, turning 30 versus turning 40. And all I could say was, but God, I am in such a different place, in a much better place. And when I think about the transformation that has occurred, not just in myself, but in my marriage, in my family, in my business, I didn't even have a business in 2012, professional life, personal life, all of that, I can't help but give God praise. Like I'm, As I said, I'm not where I want to be, but I am definitely not where I used to be. And for that, I am thankful. But as I reflect on these last 10 years of my life, I go back to 2012 and I just think about how miserable I was in 2012. Like turning 30 should have been a happy moment in my life. And yes, for that fleeting moment of actually turning 30, I was happy. But when I think about 
my life as a whole and that time period in my life, I was so miserable. I truly was a miserable person. Let's see, I was, my husband and I had been married for four years, I believe. Yes, four years. I had a three-year-old, a five-year-old, and my son was 11, about to turn 12. And I just think back to how stressful that was, how toxic it was, my relationship, my marriage, everything, how toxic everything was back then. And I just can't help but give God praise because it's not that way today. And I think back on that time, 2012, when I said it was such a toxic time in my life. And as I reflect, a lot of you don't know, we have a blended family of 13. And yeah, that's right. We have a large family. That's not something I talk about a lot. But as I was reflecting over these years, I'm like, I just thank God for where he brought us and me and us from to where we are now. I think back to 2012, I was toxic. My husband was toxic. We were living in a toxic environment and creating a toxic environment. There was infidelity, mistrust, all kinds of things. And it wasn't just one way. But when I tell people we have a blended family that large and people know that I only have three biological kids, it's easy from the outside looking in to say, oh, what was going on? He was just dogging you out, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, no, behind the scenes, we were toxic to each other. There were things that were happening on both parts, on both of our ends. As I said, infidelities, toxicity, all of that. And when I reflect on turning 30 and being in that environment and all that occurred up through my mid-30s to now approaching 40 and we're in a much better place, a healthy relationship, communication, all that, that is one transformation that I kind of thank God for because not many people make it through. A lot of marriages end, divorce, all that kind of stuff. A lot of people are not happy with who they are married to. But I can reflect back today and be like, I'm good. We're good. Yeah, we're not perfect, but we're a lot better than we used to be. And things are healthy. And that right there to me, that is a victory in itself. I didn't even plan to start off all this. I don't even know where it came from, but obviously somebody need to hear this message. But that is a victory in itself because I look at people around me that have these relationships that seemingly, quote unquote, are perfect, but then you realize that things behind the scenes are not like they appear to be. Things have fallen apart. Things are just not what is being put out to the public. And I'm like, hey, judge me, whatever you want. People know my business. Of course, it's easy to see because you know the blended family. And you know that my our youngest child together just turned 13, but we have younger children than that. And we've been together all this time. People are easy to point the finger, look and judge. But then it's like, yeah, all our stuff is out there. You may not know the behind the scenes and you can pass judgments on who did what to who, when, where and why. But when you know the whole story, it's a praise in itself because we were both 10 years ago, horrible to each other. And really up through a lot, we were horrible through each other. But I thank God and I tell people, to me, the pandemic is one of the best things that kind of happened to us because it forced us to slow down. We were able to reconnect, work through some things personally and together. And I feel like that's where a lot of us go wrong. We don't do that personal reflection. We always want to point the finger. But a lot of times you got to look back at yourself and see what role you're playing and stuff. But that right there to me, God gets all the glory because that is something 
that oh, it's only God. When people ask me, well, how, the what, the et cetera, only God. That's all that I have. God did it. And yes, as I said, there's the outside. People want to point X, Y, and Z, but it is what it is. And I thank God for not being in that toxic environment and being able to keep us through it all, keep our marriage together and get us to a point that we are in a healthy and good space. And then when I think back more to 2012, going back to having a three-year-old, a five-year-old, an 11-year-old, I told you I was completely miserable. There was no podcast. There was no loving myself. There was no putting myself first. I was putting every and anything I had into my kids, into my children. They got it all. They got everything. And my husband, everybody got everything, church, all that. I was at the very bottom of my list. And in that, I was looking for other people to make me happy. And that was a disservice to them. So I was lashing out a lot, especially. And when you're in those situations as a mom, you tend to lash out at the little people in your life because they're not going to lash back, so to speak. So I was lashing out a lot. I was a mean, angry person. And as I said, just miserable. And I go to 2013 is when I really started my self-love kind of movement. And it was back in 2013 when I did this sermon and I was asked to preach on a woman in the Bible and on a lot of people, when you go to the book of Ruth, a lot of people preach on Ruth and they connect with Ruth. But when I was thinking and reflecting, Naomi's story stood out to me. And that is how I felt back then. When I realized in 2013 that I had to change some things. I was not who I wanted to be. I had to stop looking at other people to make me happy. It wasn't fair. I was placing unrealistic expectations on people. As I said, I was just miserable. I was burnt out. And it came that point where it's like, I surrender. I give up. I can't do this anymore. Something has got to give. Something has to break. And I gave it over to God. And to God be the glory, I allowed him to work on me through the years. When I go back there, I remember having this conversation with my husband, not going to go into the details, but it was a very explosive conversation. And it came to the point of we're going around in these circles. At what, what point do we both look at ourselves as individuals and kind of check ourselves? And that's what it became, a check yourself type of thing. Own your mess in the situation. Stop saying what the other person did to you or the other person is doing that is making you do X, Y, Z because nobody can make you do anything. It came a point where I had to own my stuff. He had to own his stuff and we had to do it individually. And when it came to me owning my stuff, I connected with Naomi's story in the book of Ruth. Now, if you're not familiar with Naomi, the Bible, the book of Ruth, all of that, go check it out. It's very short. It's a short chapter in the Bible. But in this story, you have Naomi. Naomi lost everything. She lost everything in her life, her husband, kids, et cetera, et cetera. And her daughter-in-law, Ruth, kind of stuck with her through all of her losses, through everything that happened. But she lost everything. She left her hometown, doing a real quick synopsis and bringing it up to 2022 language. She left her hometown, left everything behind because she felt and she was blaming God for the things that happened to her and just lost everything. She became a bitter person. So bitter that she changed her name. And that is 
where we were. She didn't even want to be identified as who she used to be because she became so bitter and so angry with the things that happened to her. And I could reflect on how bitter and angry I had became in back at that time, around the time I was turning 30, how bitter, angry, et cetera, I had became become during that time. And I was carrying these bitter roots. And my sermon that I preached in 2013 was about excavating those bitter roots, how we have to really do the work to forgive ourselves first and then forgive others and allow God to get inside and dig up those bitter roots that we like to carry around. A lot of us are carrying around baggage, past hurt, past trauma, all those things. And we expect things in our life to be different, but how can they be different if we are carrying around this past kind of baggage and trauma, how can it be different if we're holding on to the bitterness, if we're holding on to the anger and we're not allowing ourselves to be free? So the whole point of my sermon back then was to excavate those roots. You know, the construction vehicle, they have the excavators and they dig up those bigger, bitter roots. I had to get down and dig up those roots, dig them up. And that was my encouragement. I had to start a therapy, counseling, do self-help help, positive affirmations, reflection. And that's where I really started on my self-love movement in 2013. And I started with a whole I love me thing. And it was I like the eyes because you look and you see and you have to love yourself through your eyes. And I started with a whole I love me movement. And, but the thing was, I went to the I love me movement, but I became I am woman, hear me roar. So I went from one extreme to the next. And all this is happening in my early 30s. I had just turned 30, but I was doing the work. And I, but then I became this whole self absorbed type person. So that wasn't good either. But as I sit back and reflect on that, I laugh because I look at how things come full, full circle and how God puts the pieces together. And that was one of the points of my message that you have to allow God to come in, dig up those bitter roots, and create in you a clean heart. And it's like that open heart surgery. You dig up those bitter roots, then the connections have to be reformed and they have to be done correctly. And I had to allow God to come in and do that open heart surgery on me if I wanted to get past where I was and get to a better place. But that doesn't mean things happen instantly. I mean, my early 30s were plagued with a lot of drama, trauma, turmoil, working on the toxic part and all that kind of stuff was still happening. But it was all transformation. It was all in progress. Things were getting better. I was not miserable as I was. So as I sit back and reflect, I don't know why that story came out, but I guess it was meant to happen because that was not supposed to be the focus of this episode, but that is where it was. But as I sit back and reflect on that time, I thank God because I had to go through that to get to where I am today and find that freedom to kind of tell these stories and share from these places without judgment. And I said, people didn't, a lot of this stuff have never been said before to anyone, let alone publicly on my podcast. But here we are. And turning 40, I feel has given me a new level of freedom to where it's just like, this is who I am. You're either going to like it or you're not. It's who I am. This is my life. Take it as it is. And that is the point I am at 40. This is who I am. Take it as it is. 
as we travel through my 30s, let's talk about this side. 2013 is when I preached that powerful sermon about excavating the roots, allowing God to put stuff. That's when I started my personal development journey and all of that. 2015 comes, I had to get my thyroid removed because I was having problems with my thyroid. 2017 comes, I decided I'm going to write a book. Rather than 2016, I decided I was going to write a book, release it in 2017 for my 35th birthday. This is really when all the business started. I started with the blog in 2013 and kind of let it go. I really picked things back up in 2017, as I told you in the previous episode and walked you through that whole journey. Then also in 2017 is when I lost sight in my eye. Yes, and that was when I was going to preach another sermon, Lost Sight in My Right Eye, weeks before I was supposed to preach for Palm Sunday. And... This vision went while being optic neuritis, which we learned if you've listened in previous episodes, that was the precursor for my MS, which I wound up being diagnosed with in 2019, but in 2017, going to preach again, lost complete sight in my right eye. It's now corrected 2020. I have permanent damage. If you want to catch that story, I'll link to previous episodes and videos where I talk about my MS story. You can go check that out. When it came to Palm Sunday and time to preach, I started preaching about the blind man and talking about his struggles and everything and how he kept his faith and all that. And that was my message during that time to keep the faith. So I feel like my 30s really strengthened my faith. It taught me to walk in that blind faith, that crazy faith, to have that faith that moves mountains, the faith of a mustard seed, just to believe and trust and fully surrender. I feel that's how I would wrap up my 30s, that it taught me how to let go of my worry, let go of my controlling ways, and to truly trust God and have faith. Because I walk with some crazy faith through my 30s, but it was necessary to get me from that miserable place that I was in to the place that I am today. So as I celebrate 40, let's talk about all the things that I'm excited about. My baby girl just turned 13. All my kids are either a teenager or an adult. It's really a great time in my life. Yes, there's a lot that I could complain about, point out and all of that. But a long time ago, I learned that's another thing my 30s taught me is that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So I may not be able to change my circumstances, but I can change my perception of them. And when I changed my perception on a lot of things in my life, it changed how I responded to life, how I acted in life, the things I did in life. My situation wasn't changing, but the way I was looking at them was changing. So as it says, that perception kind of forms your reality. Reality is not forming your perception. So when you change your perception, you're able to see things differently. And because I started looking at things in a different light, I feel like I found a new level of freedom, new level of faith, new level of peace, contentment, and joy. And that has walked me to this place that I am am today. So a lot of times you have to go through some mess. You have to go through mess. But as I say, your mess is your message And if I hadn't been through all of this mess from the time I was 18 up until now, and God knows he's going to keep keeping me because life is going to continue to happen. But I think back from being that 18-year-old teen mom to now a 40-year-old woman who is owning this thing called life, it's to God be the glory. I've been a mom longer than I've been anything else. 
I've been a mom for more than half of my life. I became a mom at 18. I am 40 and I am fully owning now what it means to be more than a mother, what it means to be that woman, to step into your own. So at first I was kind of hesitant, cautious about my 40s, but now I'm like, come on 40, let's do this. I'm ready. Where are we going? So as I celebrate my 40th birthday today, I encourage you just to keep the faith. Continue to hold on. Whatever your faith source may be, you're going to face some dark nights. Everybody does. No matter how much of a business person I am, podcaster, host, we also face dark times. But it's how you look at them. Don't be hostage to them. Don't let them have the power over you. You have power over it, over everything. Walk with your faith source. Step into your power. Don't let your problems have power over you because it's so easy to yield our power and let things happen to us. But we're not doing that. I am 40. I am excited about where life is going to take me. There was a lot more I wanted to say and cover, but as you know, I don't like to talk forever. I like to keep my episodes short because we're all busy. But if I would say, if I could wrap up for 30 to 40 in one word, it would be grateful. I am grateful for every experience I've had. Woo, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I am truly grateful. Every experience, good, bad, indifferent, hard, easy. I am grateful. Because so many people cannot do what I do. Cannot, wouldn't be able to take the things that I have endured and been through. And still stand and still smile. But I am here. I am alive. I am grateful. Had some hard times. Even leading up until 40. Had some hard times these past years. Stuff and different things where I would be tested. But God gets all the glory. I am not a quitter. Even on the days I felt like quitting, I am not a quitter. And that is one thing I have learned is to never quit. Ooh, to never give up. I thought I was going to make it through this whole episode without getting emotional, but here I am. If you didn't know, it doesn't take much for me to cry. But I am grateful. I am so grateful. God has given me the skills, the tools, Everything I need to be resilient, to be determined, to persevere, to press through. And as I turn 40 today, I'm grateful. <laughs>